everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I, um, fine, I guess. Like, watching this episode has robbed me of anything I really loved. I just, yeah. It's kind of just, it's, it's just <laughs> like, it's just nothing. It's just like nothing happening. It's just so nothing. That's how I would. Okay. This uh, hello. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for $5 a month. Gain access to that. Plus new episodes early and uncut new apps and old episodes. Very slightly remastered that have fallen off the main feed. Cause we have so many of them. This is episode 440. Which feels too high a number. Every number, I, every week, I look at the episode number. I'm like, "How did we do for this 400 plus times, Matt?" I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day, um, especially this episode. Whew. Mm. Uh, we have a person to thank, Matthew. Fantastic, uh, Noah Sutherland. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Noah. This week's episode is the good, the sad, and the druggly. What is this? What is this title? What are What are you doing to me? Simpsons. What I mean, why well, I'm in. Just, I'm gonna, this is a. I'm gonna put this out right in a disclaimer. I'm not in a good mood today. Okay, and I don't really care that I'm not gonna be. Not, I'm not gonna be, probably not be very fair to this episode. I don't care. I don't. This episode doesn't really deserve it. Um, but the good, the sad, and the druggly. This is what we. This is the best you could do. That's <laughs> that is the best we get. Uh, episode LABF07, originally aired April 19th, 2009, written by Mark Wilmore, directed by Rob Oliver, received a 3.8 rating with 6.6 .6 million viewers. Chalkboard gag, I will not mock teachers' outdated cell phone. I mean, it's rude to mock anybody's cell phone, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, it's mean. That's just mean. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons slash their way through the jungle to get to their couch, only find monkey versions of themselves already sitting on it. I've said it before, Matt, I'll say it again. I don't like monkeys. Nope. Keep monkeys out of my entertainment, please. Thank you. I thought these are like killer monkeys, so I'm okay with them, I guess. You know, they are mean monkeys. They're honest. You know, honest, mean monkeys. I can I can deal with it. Yeah. Um the guest this episode guest stars Anne Hathaway as Jenny. Anne Hathaway, I like Anne Hathaway. She is not asked to do too much in this episode. She really is not. She's basically Jenny like, is here. Play this cute little girl. She's a nice girl. That is Jenny's character. There's not. There's no nuance to it. There's not. There's no. There's no nuance to any of this. Uh, really, this episode begins with Bart Milhouse playing pranks. Um, they have unscrewed all the screws in the entire elementary school. Uh, I, I, Bart and Milhouse each have taken uh, Philip's head and. And, and and flathead screws and within moments the entire school starts falling apart because apparently the, all the panes of glass are secured by screws the all the and they do this it's all this without anybody noticing matt of all the problems this episode has this is not one of them for me i don't really <laughs> this is fine like it's like it's the right balance of not too serious a prank, but enough enough serious a prank that it would get the teacher and principal angry. You know, it's not That's they're true. not they're not like trying to murder people. You know, it's like this is like a fire this is like firecracker down the toilet type prank. You know, it's that also is, is not realistic, or whatever. Um, so uh, Bart Mills have pranked to school, and everything is in disarray, is in chaos, and. Uh, Bart manages to 
is is, is I, Bart and Mills are, are in different ways trying to cover their tracks, but Millhouse ends up getting caught and interrogated by Skinner. We've got the how, we've got the who, but we don't have the why. Here it is. Hard to believe one lot can cause all this mayhem, particularly a lot who failed introduction to unscrewing. And I don't buy this lone prankster theory. I think there was a second fun man. And if you don't identify him, you're looking at a weak suspension. A nickel. <laughs> Unless you realize if you're suspended, you'll be missing Taco Wednesday. <gasps> Crunchy shell, ground beef, lettuce, mild sauce, and, of course, shredded cheddar cheese. Mmm-mmm. I'll never tell. Consider yourself suspended, mister. Willie, take him to the big house, where he lives. Let's go, lad. Suspended boy working. Thanks for not selling me out, man. This really sucks, Bart. I'm grounded and spend all day listening to my dad yell at Mad Money with Jim Cramer. You said tech stocks were bulletproof! Look, I gotta go. But don't worry, I'll visit you every day. I promise. Bart, you're a true friend. Is he, though? Is he? Okay, so, okay, th this is not a bad setup, Matt. This... It's not, because now you have Bart being set up to fail. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have Bart and Millhouse. They pull a prank together, and only one of them takes the fall. And that and, and Bart, as long as he's supportive of Millhouse, says he's... I mean, he's suspended for... He's at... Like, I don't... Like, to be fair, I... Uh, Kirk has all rights to yell at Jim Cramer. Okay. I don't know how Jim Cramer has been high, has been employed as a stock analyst for people 75 like years watching other people yell. I mean, that's, that's the reality TV. That's why, you know, uh, Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla still have careers. That's why Jim Cramer still has a career. That's why people watch ESPN at all. People like to watch other people yell. Fair enough, man. Like, but don't, please don't, if anyone's listening here, do not take his advice for 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 stock investment. Oh God, no! Do no, not. He has no idea what he's talking. About. He's he just he's just yelling and raving about whatever happens to be on the topic this week. Um, also, I have a question. Matt. Did you ever have tacos in the cafeteria ever? I don't think we had tacos. I think we had taco salad because tacos would be a little too messy or too crazy, uh, and then maybe burritos, but definitely no tacos. We had, I think we did have access to pre-wrapped, pre-made, basically microwave burritos. Yes. Tiny, that's, that's tiny, little tiny things, okay? We're not talking about Chipotle-sized. I like, I I don't know. I feel like this, the Simpsons have gotten to the point with their cafeteria food where it far exceeds anything I ate. I ate, like, I feel like I, the cafeteria food I had access to was basically just paste. It's just like a gray pastes in different forms. Like here's your pizza paste. There, well, here's your sandwich paste. Here's your fry paste. But it's never okay. Um, this is not a bad setup for a story. Unfortunately, I don't know. They don't know what this episode is about. 
the beginning and end of it, they act like this episode is cohesive. It is not. None of it makes any sense. There's multiple stories happening all at the same time. They don't really make sense together. Um, Bart, at this point, is forced by Homer to visit Abe. Do we know why? No, he just does. Um, it doesn't make any sense in connection to the Millhouse thing. But he is forced to, to visit Abe. And in the process, meets Jenny. It's her, the little girl who doesn't recoil at the sight of us. Huh? <gasps> Hi, guys. I brought cookies. Chocolate chip for Donald. Low sodium for Abe. Hey! Not made by immigrants for Sam. And imaginary for Major Preston. Ah, with this cookie, I can buy back Private O'Malley from the Zulus. I think it is so cool what you're doing. So what's a gag? You put X-Lax in the cookies, then just sit back and watch the fireworks? I would never do that. Uh, oh, right. Um, I was thinking of other things that are hilarious, like things that you think are funny. <laughs> yeah, those are funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bart. I'm Jenny. She had more curves than a Hot Wheels track. Well, she didn't yet, but she would after puberty. Oh my god, how long was I zoned out? Bart, this is my Aunt Belle. We dress alike. Isn't that cute? It's the only bit I like in this entire episode, man. I was about to say, I like the how long was I zoned out. That was good. Also, the she will have curbs after puberty. I mean, come on. What the? <sighs> Again, Matt. It's this, That's just dumb. Matt, okay. Who is this? Who? I, 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 I called it out. We we just reviewed the new episode from Oct- of October 2022 for whenever someone is listening to this in years in the future. Um, and I talked about irony again. And like, who is this joke for? Like, that's the thing. Bart isn't thinking that. Bart isn't going, this girl will eventually have curves when she hits puberty because <laughs> he's a 10 year old boy. He doesn't think he doesn't think like that. So who's that? That joke is him thinking that joke for us. Like, Bart wouldn't think that. Why are you writing it for him? Um, He meets Jenny. Jenny's a, a, a nice girl. That is like literally her. The only thing she has is she is just the nicest person. She's just very nice. You know, she's the anti Jessica Lovejoy. That's the whole thing. Right. It's all she's got. Yes, that, that, that's all she's got. The entire time you expect there to be some kind of alternate background thing going on with her. Nope. Just super nice, super religious girl. She's just a nice girl. That's it. There's nothing else to her. And the whole bit is like, will Bart be able to stay with her or what, or like her or want her or whatever? And you're like, what does that have to do with Millhouse? And you know, I would say good question. Uh, then we cut over to, from this point, Matt, we cut over to the B plot. If Matt, I'm going to say this right now. If this episode had no B-plot and was just a, not even a better version of the A-plot, just the same A-plot that's kind of meandering and muddled and not really clear what it's trying to say, this episode is probably 25% better. This B-plot is the pits. It is the one of the dumbest things I have ever seen in my life, and I just, I want to punch something every time. I, it's it just, is. It what? is. <laughs> it's the only saving grace is it takes up you know five minutes of the episode it doesn't take up much of the episode so that's the only good thing about it everything there's nothing else about that is good it is all terrible um lisa b plot is lisa doing a report 
she's doing her homework and she gets her social studies and social studies, I guess her homework is what will Springfield be like in 50 years? And <laughs> from beginning to end, this B plot just drives me crazy. She just goes, I'll just type it on the internet. So she just types in what? I don't know what she types in. We don't see that really. She just types in something on the internet and the internet tells her what life will be like in 50 years. Uh, and it's full of doom. And if you want to tell me, you want to tell me, have a plot where Lisa or frankly, any of the Simpsons are, Lisa makes the most sense, honestly, are, you know, a little overwhelmed by the future, by the, 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 by the propensity for, oh no, we are doomed for doomer takes that didn't really exist Uh in 2009 but nowadays that is a thing there are doomers who are like oh the world's ending who cares you know they've lapsed into nihilism to fatalism if you want to have an episode or even a story that is lisa lapsing into that stuff and then coming out of the act out of the end of it a little bit you know trying to be hopeful and optimistic i'm all i'm down for that i think that'd be a great story frankly they could do that today they could write an episode about that stuff right now and it would be, and you could make it good. This is the literally the worst version they could write. It is, it is awful. Lisa's overwhelmed by, oh no, fifty years from now, everything's in, we're gonna have a apocalypse, basically from from climate change, from from I don't know government, whatever, from you know, a, war and 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 hell on earth. That's all she sees. Um. And that we—that's all we get because we cut away right back to Bart, and you're and again tonal whiplash. You're like, uh, uh, Bart is in a love story, and Lisa thinks the world is ending. And you're, <laughs> what is going on? Why are these two things together? So Bart is on the playground. Apparently, this girl has just been Jenny. Jenny is a fifth grader, so she's older than Bart, and uh, Bart doesn't know how to show he likes her. Doesn't know what to do. Nelson gives him some bad advice about punching her, putting g- g- gum in her hair, et cetera, et cetera. This is okay. I, I, this is all right. This, these, these bits, you know, with Nelson, the typical socialized boy. Oh yes, you be mean to the girl. That's how you show you like her. You're mean to her, of course. And Bart thinks about taking the advice, but then ultimately doesn't follow the advice. And ends up with a date with Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Bart. Boy, you make it look effortless. And that kid's giving you zero pump. Oh, you know what a girl likes to hear. Seal the deal. Punch her. Punch her. Punch her! Hey, do you want to go on a picnic tomorrow? You'd love my PB&J. The secret is no PB, double J. (laughs) It's a date. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> Willie, I've got a girlfriend. Really? Well, uh, I do too. She's a bikini model from Sweden. <laughs> hey, that's great. <laughs> Willie, darling, come back to bed. Don't you love me? Don't compete with my job, Inga. You'll never win. Okay. Um, it's a... <laughs> Interesting Willie bit. I don't I was, like it, honestly. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. They've done. They've used this trope before. That's fine. Um, and so far, it's, it's okay. I don't really like the Lisa stuff so far, but eh, it's been a little bit. The Bart stuff's been all right. 
we're we go to commercial seven minutes 53 seconds this episode's not bad yet matt oh but it's gonna get worse. i act two really <laughs> is the pits oh boy yeah, we, we start off with uh, the B-plot and getting into what actually is going to happen in the B-plot. At least it gives her report for the future of Springfield. Next, we have Lisa Simpson. Oh, Ralph, how I envy your optimism. There is no Springfield 50 years in the future. With global warming trapping the CO2 inside our poisonous atmosphere, our superheated oceans will rise, drowning our lowlands, leaving what's left of humanity baking in deserts that once fed the world. And in the new Nineveh, darkness falls. So as you can hear, Lisa's report had quite the effect on the student populace. And uh, because of this, she gets sent to therapy. And that's where we leave it. Lisa gives a report. She's super depressed, makes everyone else upset and gets, here you go. You're going off to therapy. See you. Bye. Meanwhile, back in the A block. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to get worse from me. I'm sorry. I know it gets real bad. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bart is pretending to help the mentally disabled while he is on his date. Also, I just want to say, uh, no peanut butter, double jelly on your sandwich. Really? Are you kidding me? You need the peanut butter and the jelly. I mean, you might get away with just peanut butter, but you can't just double jelly. There's no jelly sandwich. What are you, British? <sighs> anyway. On the hey, man. Hey, man. Okay. His... I'm going to, here, let me, I'm going to, this is the mildest. You're not going to find a harder defender of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The purest creation of man. Okay, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but if it's the right kind of jelly, you can do only jelly, okay? It just has to be the the right jelly, the right jam, okay? If you do a very, you know, like a, a fig, like fig, okay? Fig jam, mm-hmm. that would be, you know, it's not super tart and super sweet, like a, a marmalade. I could do a marmalade sandwich. That's just okay. That's just me. That's just you. All right, moving on, moving on from the jelly sandwiches. <laughs> you brought it up. So Bart, I know, I know. While while on the date, uh, Bart pretends to uh, help the mentally disabled. And his example of someone he's helped is, of course, Homer. Because thankfully, Homer isn't in this episode a whole lot. He's just there to uh, be stupid and have Bart pretend that he helps him out. Okay. I don't. That's I, pretty awful. But okay. I, it, I, again, it's it serves its purpose, Matt. I don't really like Homer. Like I, I'm all for Homer being below average intelligence, but not being like like the intelligence of a third a three year old. Because that like he's a Homer at this point. They write him like he's a toddler, and like he's an adult man who has a family. Like, please, can you give him more than just he talks to his own reflection in the water, which is what they do here. <laughs> he talks to his own reflection. I'm like, okay, all right. He's, but he's barely, like you said, he's barely in the episode. He's just, he's here. Thankfully, to... barely in the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after Homer acts like a child, uh, we get uh, Bart and Jenny uh, on a little rowboat having a cute little date uh, where they see some bullies getting beaten up by ducks. Or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, <laughs> that, no, some the other way, other way around. Throwing a duckling around and basically being mean to a duck by holding its duckling hostage. And just, come on, man, really? Even the bullies wouldn't go sick this low. But we find out that it's not just the bullies. It's because Shauna, the, the female bully, uh, it says that, oh, someone has to get tortured 
So when Jenny uh, entreats Bart to save the duckling, uh, he is forced to say, oh, it's either the duckling or Bart. Uh, that is Shauna's uh, you know, uh, uh, ultimatum. Uh, to the bullies. So someone has to get beat up. It ends up being Bart. And then the ducklings kind of nibble on his toes while Jenny says, okay, that's cool. Thank you. You're, you're a good guy. Obviously. I, again, Matt, I don't mind this scene. Okay. Like, yeah, maybe the bullies wouldn't go after a duckling, but whatever. Also there, I, I like, it's needlessly cruel, but it's also Bart doing a good thing. He's like, Oh, he's doing it to impress a girl. Sure. But, he is doing good, and that is something. He is that's something and that's that, interesting. That, that that's character different enough. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's Bart growing and acting different than he normally would, which is a story. The, yes, it is for now. Yeah, for now. So, uh, back to the B plot. Lisa is prescribed happy pills, as they are referred to, uh, and Lisa, for some reason, doesn't fight this. She just says, "Okay, yeah." Give me the pill. Give me, give me the, the happy pills, the numb pills, whatever it is. Uh, we also get Homer being a jerk and saying, oh, we have taken Lisa to a doctor in the middle of the day. That's the most any parent can be asked to do. <sighs> and for some reason, their doctor is Dr. Hibbert. I don't know why Dr. Hibbert is giving out, you know, the psychiatric medications because he is not don't a psychiatrist. They see, but don't they see a therapist, too? I think they do, but I'm, I'm, I could be wrong. I tried I sp- as hard as I could not to pay attention to this, but I was pretty sure it was somebody else that was... It was Dr. Hibbert that was giving them the pills, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought they sat, that's where yeah. they sat in front of a desk with some lady that I don't, re- I didn't recognize, Matt. Yeah, there's, oh, it's Marge, Homer, and Lisa are sitting on a couch with some lady, some doctor lady in a blue, in a blue blouse, giving ignore it all. So Dr. Hibbert is not here giving, they, he does not prescribe the medicine. It is some doctor lady that we don't ever see again. <laughs> There's no. I don't think there's a Doctor Herbert in this episode. I don't think we got Doctor Herbert. No Doctor Herbert. Okay. Well, all right. Good. So it's not that bad. It's it's the lady. Anyway. The lady prescribes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I. Okay. We're because okay. Let's just talk about it. Right. This B plot because right after this we get this montage. Okay. This is it infuriates me. Okay. I hate it. I hate this stupid montage of Lisa running around the town with her pills in the school bus and she sees everyone with smiley faces. Do you have a clip for this? Yeah, that, that, uh, I have the, the clip setting that up, but it's just, then go ahead, play the clip. All right. Mom, can I get those dishes for you? <laughs> What's your angle, mister? No angle. Um, if this girl I'm seeing comes here, and she might, I wouldn't mind if you told her I was the kind of boy that does the dishes. Yeah, bus boys get all the chicks. <laughs> well, off to school where they'll prepare our little minds for a future we'll never see. Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Hmm? So, yes, as this scene is ending, uh, we see both Bart and Lisa trying to alter their personalities, uh, Bart through behavior upgrades and Lisa through pills. And after this, yes, is um, uh, Lisa takes the pill on the bus and just starts seeing every sad thing with a happy face on it, really every single person with a happy face on it. And this is supposed to be the representation of how psychiatric medication works. Barney, you see Barney with a smiley face vomiting up more smiley faces you see a homeless man and a dog both with smiley faces you see 
the from the nuclear plant and the smokestacks, smiley faces instead of smoke. And what is this trying to tell? What what is the point of this? That's the thing I can't figure out because that's not what this kind of medication does to you. It, at, at best, from what I've heard from people who have taken it, because I have not personally taken it, it just kind of drains the color out of life, so you don't care about what's happening. Rather than saying, that, "Oh, everything is just it makes everything I, happy." I, I, all right, okay, Matt. Let's. I, I don't. Okay, I don't want to generalize the effects of. Uh, I, I. Okay, let's first. They don't ever say this at all, either. They call this ignore it all. That's the, all the thing they call them. They call them happy pills, and they call it ignore it all. I have no idea what actual drugs they are trying to say these are. I'm guessing antidepressants. That's all I can guess, though. Um, and this is, there's just, it's, and it's like, is it them? Is it like, oh, is the Simpsons? Cause I don't think it's this. I was thinking about it. Is this the Simpsons saying like, oh, you shouldn't be giving these drugs to eight year olds. No, I don't think that's what they're, I don't think that's, this isn't about giving drugs to kids. This is about these drugs. This is about these, this is what these drugs do and they're bad. Um, I don't. I, I, this is the, this makes me angry because this is reckless. Okay. This, this B plot is reckless. The A plot is kind of bland and aimless and meandering, or at least it turns into that. But this B plot, the way they paint what I guess is our antidepressants is reckless and dangerous. Okay. Um, the Simpsons is watched by millions and millions of people. You shouldn't be telling them that this is what happens when you take, when you're upset about the world and you get prescribed antidepressants. Um, Cause it's, I don't also don't think it's about like, Oh, there's actually nothing wrong with Lisa and they're just giving her antidepressants. Cause it doesn't feel like that's also what they're doing. I don't, it's, and if you're going to be doing this, it has to be tactical. It has to be a precise message you're trying to tell. You can't just have this broad generalization about here's what drugs do. And you're like, well, Actually, generalizing this stuff is inaccurate at best and reckless at worst because any one prescribed antidepressant is going to have a different effect on every single person who takes it. Some people don't like them. Some people don't like a specific one. Some people find them to be very effective and have kept people literally alive. They've kept them from committing suicide. So when you go and like you see, I see this crap online too. Like, oh, go out and touch grass instead of taking your antidepressants. I'm like, no. Uh, sometimes those drugs keep people from killing themselves or doing other very dangerous and dumb things. Sometimes those drugs have revitalized people's lives. Painting them is such a broad brush and acting like what they like are they act like these drugs are hallucinogens or something like they make lisa see smiley faces it's the stupidest thing i could possibly imagine and they it okay matt this is my this is a real question okay real question not is this a joke like are they do they want us to laugh at this that's what i can't tell it's like what is the point of this is it's not for the story because this is pretty much how the entire b-plot ends this this is all that it is but like what do they want us to do with it it, just, it doesn't make any sense it it it, it is inc- like this is like there's no there there's no end to this it's just lisa takes them and eventually marge throws them away 
There is nothing else. So is that all they're saying is these drugs make people see smiley faces? Like, what is happening? <sighs> it's killing me, man. I'm dying. It's killing me. This is Sorry, Robbie. Me. Sorry. I can't take this. We, we, we can work through this. I didn't, work, well, let's get through it. I didn't have water day, guys. My water got turned out today. It's very upsetting. I really wanted to take a shower after I watched this episode, and I couldn't. Could not take a shower. Couldn't flush the toilet. Well, hopefully tomorrow it will be there. I might be taking one right after we record it. Might have to. Might have to happen. It's probably a good idea. You can just watch the knowledge of this episode. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it gets dumber from here. Oh, good. Unfortunately, because after awesome. this horrible montage, uh, Bart invites Jenny over to dinner. Homer is still acting like a child for some reason. Uh, Lisa is on her happy pills, which makes her completely incoherent now. All of a sudden. Uh, and unfortunately for Bart, as he is trying to hide uh, the, the, how much all of this annoys him, Milhouse shows up to say, hey, I just got out of my suspension. Where were you? Why didn't you come to visit me, Bart? Well, yeah, I meant to. I've just been so busy. My schedule's been all like, mm. But what could be more important than your best friend? Who's this, Bart? I see how it is. Actually, I don't. My glasses are fogged. <laughs> so yes, at this point, Milhouse realizes that Bart has completely abandoned him in his time of need to spend time with his girlfriend, Jenny. And that is where we go to commercial. Okay. We come back from commercial, 14 minutes and 27 seconds. And Bart tries to keep Milhouse to hold his tongue. Bart, I learned some great new swear words from my uncle. He's got a broken back, so he's in constant pain. Bart, would you be interested in swears? Yes, because only by knowing them can you prevent bad little kids from saying them. Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? I want to know why my best friend didn't visit me like he said he would. Newhouse, real best friends often don't speak for years at a time, like John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Just because you saw one episode of one miniseries doesn't mean you get to use it as a whip. Look, man, I have to keep my dark past hidden. There's someone new in my life now. Aw, Oh, I get it. It's love. I guess you found your Abigail Adams. My who? So I'll be on my way. I can see I'm the fifth wheel on this bicycle with training wheels. But the next time I see you two, I might not be able to hold my tongue. It's really quite difficult. I almost latched the hold of the tongue bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Matt, oh, oh, Matt, come on, Matt. You have higher expectations for... Uh, I can't, not uh, anymore. I just can't. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, the age-old question. What is this episode about? Because that's the real question, because if this episode is about uh, Bart not visiting Millhouse while he was in uh, suspension or in jail or whatever the metaphor is, and then Millhouse being upset with him, that's one thing, but we spent so much time with Bart and his new girlfriend. Like, isn't that what the episode is about by now? If you, you can't have both of these, or if you can, you spent way too much time on the girlfriend thing to make it all about Millhouse not, you know, not Mil Bart not being there for Millhouse. You, you choose one of the two things. Like, it, they've spent a lot of time here about Bart turning over a new leaf, 
but Bart being a good kid now, he he you know he helps Marge out with the dishes. He saves a duckling. He's doing this for a, a girl, sure, but along the way, maybe he's realizing, oh, actually, being a good kid is feels good. I like doing this. Like, I maybe it's just it's simply a product of he hasn't had the opportunities to be a good kid. And now that he is, he's like, Oh, wait a minute. This is nice. I like this. I like the feeling it gives me when I help people, when I help my mom, but you immediately muddle that by making about Milhouse feeling betrayed because Bart didn't come and visit him for basically a week, a week, Matt. It's not like it was three months. It was a week that Bart didn't come to see Milhouse. And this whole episode at this point pivots from it can Bart remain a good kid to Bart needs to hide his past from Jenny and keep and and stay away from Millhouse because Millhouse is suddenly incredibly vindictive. Why is Millhouse so angry, Matt? I, because I guess that's what's needed for the episode is that Millhouse has to be upset with Bart's activity or Bart, Bart's lack of support of him. Yeah, but I don't. I don't the because <laughs> the episode requires it is the yes I know uh like Milhouse just suddenly turns on a dime and becomes like a and Bart says it later like he's come creepy and you're like what, what is going on um so uh I you know what I was missing the B plot I really was like what is happening over there with Lisa and make believe uh, land I mean, what is not happening no no nothing's happening there's no more to this because this is the last of it Lisa is in her room hallucinating literally hallucinating i don't know if anyone in the simpsons writing room has ever taken antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine or whatever these analog for what these are supposed to be they don't make you hallucinate things like that is clear like i don't like i don't but regardless of whatever else you want to say about medication does not make you hallucinate uh but maggie and we have this weird contrived thing where Lisa's hallucinating and Maggie is holding up a fan towards Lisa's face and Lisa is about to kiss the fan? What? What's happening? Why is this the story to this? Um, And Marge comes in and saves the day, uh, stops Lisa from getting her face chopped off uh, and decides we're not going to give Lisa the pills anymore and throws them away. That's it. That's the end of it. Oh, wait. No, Santa's little helper comes and eats the pills. Yes, and now he's all messed up in the head. That's because that's how this works. It works the same on dogs <laughs> as people. Apparently. Usually it's the opposite effects. That's yeah. what I learned in my 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 one semester of a pharmacology. Right? Is typically animal pills on animals will it broadly do opposite on people. So Interesting. That's, That's it's not, it's not, not what I would expect. It's not one hundred percent of the time, but it is. I that a a doctor of a doctor of pharmacology told us it was a layman's class. It was not in any depth, but he, he was like broadly, if you a pill does something to an animal, it will do the opposite to people. I don't know if that. I don't know. I think that's the only thing I took away from that class. Um, that's the end of the B plot. I mean, I'm glad that's the end of the B-plot. Also, we're almost at the end of this episode and nothing is going on. Like, the B-plot is just over now. I don't even know why it's there. Lisa doesn't learn anything. 
Like, if you want to have a story about Lisa worrying about the future, okay. But instead, the story is Lisa takes pills, but they're bad. Okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. That's a really good lesson. Um, Bart takes Jenny to the seashore. This is like a – to basically avoid Millhouse. We have, like, them – like – Staying, they have to stay away from Millhouse because Millhouse is going to spill the beans about Bart, who Bart actually is. Which I is this what this episode is about? We have to worry about Millhouse telling Jenny what who who or what Bart has done in the past. What does that prove, though? What does that teach us? Nothing really. Um, they go to the seashore. Millhouse is there, acting creepy, um, and I. He makes some vague allusions to a to a dolphin that's in a tank there about Bart making it swim. And the uh, the, uh, the dolphin does talk, Matt. I should make it clear. Oh, that's true. The, the, ball, the dolphin talks in, you know, dolphin language and we get a translation. We get a subtitle. The dolphin says he made me swim in 7-Up. That would kill the dolphin. Uh, that would – you can't swim in – a dolphin can't swim in 7-Up. I don't think that would be good. I think that would, the dolphin would die if you did that. But whatever. Who cares? The The writers stopped caring as soon as Millhouse came back. Um, at this point, I guess Bart just goes, I might as well confess. Uh, so he does. Oh, Jenny, I can't take the pressure anymore. I have to come clean. I'm only pretending to be good. Before I met you, I was El Barto, Skinner's Bane, the Sultan of Spitwads, the Dean of Dean Minus, the Ikaruma Kid. No, 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 no. But now I'm good because you turned me good. Isn't that all that matters? Are you saying our entire relationship is based on lies? Well, not our entire relationship, just the stuff I said. I can't believe she dumped me. Oh, son, girls come and go, but you'll always have your family. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I... I, I I know it's not the character's fault, but I feel like they did Jenny dirty by saying Bart literally tells her, I have changed myself for you, and she dumps him anyway, like, okay, sure, I guess we have to go back to the status quo, and really we have to get back to Bart apologizing to Millhouse to end the episode, but that's just dumb. Again, man, what is this episode about? Like, is it about, like, if... Eight like, different things? That's the problem. Like, who, like what is, is it about Bart being a good kid now? Is it about Bart being unable to escape his past? Which is such a weird thing to make a episode about, but but it's not even that. It Like, and you have Jenny dump him here, and we don't even see it. We just have Bart sad. I, I don't. What's happening? What and like we? This is before the last act break. But the last act break. How much? Look, we go to commercial here. We go to commercial. Eighteen minutes and forty six seconds. There's like a minute left. A minute. Yeah, barely a minute. And we're gonna get through this real quick because the only thing that happens in the fourth act is Bart is whining to Apu about uh you know losing uh, somebody or about uh, something. Uh, about losing somebody and how he had treated this person so poorly and we're you know obviously we are not privy to pronouns because that would reveal that oh uh, Lisa uh, pops in to convince him to try to make things up Apu sells him Lenny's flowers uh, we, we got one more incredibly nonsensical joke that Lenny put some flowers down on the the counter at the quickie mart Apu sold them to Bart for 10 bucks and 
as a replacement, when Lenny comes back and finds his flowers gone, he gets a standee for, from the last year's uh, Super Bowl that Lenny then we see Lenny then take to his grandmother's grave and talk to her about. That is probably what thirty second bit, Robbie. Yeah, with Duffman. This is Duffman stand up cardboard stand up. Duffman standy. Yeah. Yep. That's that's how like half of the last act is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Lenny, and... Lenny with a Duffman cardboard, a cardboard cutout of Duffman talking to a grave. Like, uh-huh. what are we? Is this this yeah. is the best we got? Is this? It is the best we got. Okay, here. cool. Uh, but then we get the actual end of the episode, uh, which is Bart showing up with the flowers to somebody's house and saying he's sorry. I'm so sorry I tried to deny who I really was. You deserve better. I'll never hurt you again. Can you forgive me? Oh, Bart. I was born forgiving you. You've always been there for me, man. I'll never turn my back on you again. Punch him! Punch him! Punch him! Millhouse, what do you say to a makeup prank? Smooth and slippery. Thank you, Zamboni King. Happy to oblige. Simpson, Skinner. Cue music. And cue snow. And that is how we end it. That is the end of the episode. They have ice rinked the the elementary school and everyone is on uh, ice skates, having a great time. Even Willie is doing a little ice dance. Everybody is happy except for Skinner and Chalmers. Why does... so wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. Bart apologizes to Millhouse. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, Robbie, because obviously Bart screwed up by not uh hanging out with Millhouse during his week when he was grounded. And you know, obviously okay, I will th- I will give them this. Bart did a bad thing to Millhouse, so having Bart apologize to Millhouse makes sense to me. Like Bart hasn't uh, done wrong by Millhouse, but there needs to be a Millhouse also acts like a jerk too. I think there needs to be a, a counter apology kind of thing going on here. It's just weird that this is how they went about it. I the bad thing that Bart did was not go and see his friend for an, a week, not even a week, six days technically, because we see the first visit. It was six days, and he didn't say hello. Yeah, to that's true. Six days. I I don't I like. They try and paint this as some big betrayal, but I mean, I, I feel like it's metaphorical. It, it's the idea that, oh, you know, this person didn't squeal on you. They went to jail, quote unquote, or prison uh, for a you know in, indeterminate period of time. And Bart did not visit them like he said he was going to. It doesn't really matter that it was a week. They, you're right. They should have made it a month or longer. That would have made more sense. But it's not really germane to the plot how long it was. It's just that Bart did not follow through on keeping his word when Millhouse was so loyal to him. But why is Jenny in here at all? Like now, that is the real question. Bart should have been doing anything else than this this romance subplot. It's like they wanted to have this ambiguous ending, and they worked backward from there. Well, and like they spend so much time about be- Bart being a good guy, but like is. The moral of the story is, oh, no, I'm going back to being a prankster with my friend. We Like, he was being a good kid. That's, I don't, am I supposed to be happy that Bart's going back to unscrewing everything in the school or turning into an ice rink? <laughs> and that's not how Zambonis work. It really is. 
Not even a little bit. It's they don't freeze things. They can spray water, but that doesn't make it freeze. It would just make it wet. <laughs> the most things Zambo- Zambonis mostly do is cut. They have big blades underneath there. If you guys listen and didn't know well, how Zambonis work. Cracks. Well, yeah, they spray water and then they they scrape. Basically, they scrape ice. And with because the ice is cold, that, that water will freeze. But if you do it in the school floor, unless the AC is set to 30 degrees, it's not going to. It doesn't. I don't I know they don't care. I just it's just muddled like this is just the B plot makes me upset. It really does infuriate me. The A plot is muddled and, me- and messy and doesn't actually say anything. Bart goes and apologizes to Millhouse, but why? Like, here the th- thing is, Matt, like, Millhouse d- doesn't rat out Bart. That is true. That is correct. He doesn't do that. But that's just being a friend. Like, I don't know, like, you don't rat out your friends. M- Millhouse shouldn't get bonus points for doing the right thing. And like I don't I maybe I'm expecting too much to have ten year olds like acknowledge like, hey, you know, you ruined this thing I had with this girl that I really liked. But they don't even mention it. Like it's not even a thing. Oh, this is bad. I'm a I was in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. Bad mood, man. Um, well, after these two episodes, I'm not surprised. Yeah, this boy. New episode really such a weird thing. Like, what the heck? Um, now we're going to get an episode at the end of the show. I don't know where we're going to put it. I don't know how I feel. My life, my brain, <laughs> everything's wrong. Well, Robbie, let's start off by asking or answering one question. Ooh. Is this episode broken? Oh, man. Oh. Mm. My head says no, but my heart says yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because... This episode doesn't feel like a good Simpsons episode. Like your brain looks at this and goes, "No, this just doesn't have an overarching, cohesive plot." And if we step back and say, "Okay, what do we want this plot to be? Do we want it to be, uh, you know, Millhouse getting like, okay? We should say it's a, it's not a suspension anymore. Millhouse gets sent to a boarding school or something, and Bart promises to go visit him or whatever, uh, and then." Um, uh, you know, Bart doesn't go visit him, doesn't do anything, and basically forgets about him uh, because he was doing more important things. And Milhouse comes back and says that he's going to ruin Bart's life, and Bart realizes what a terrible friend he's been. That's one thing, because we've already done Milhouse gets a girlfriend, Bart gets a girlfriend, Bart gets a girlfriend that no one likes, Bart runs away with a girl from prison. You know, we did that. <laughs> there's million, been, there's that been a lots again. of Bart girlfriend plots, and it muddles up everything, like him yeah. trying to be a turn a Honestly, new leaf and stuff. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. The Millhouse gets a girlfriend was way better than any of the bar gets a girlfriend ones. I, I, Jessica Lovejoy is fun. Um, I don't hear Matt. Long and short of it, I would I'd pull up to the edge and say no. This episode isn't broken. Okay, that's what I would say. Okay, so it, it's not broken. It's, In what ways would you make it better? I would say it's it is on the edge of. It's really simple, honestly. You would just. One rip out the B plot altogether. It doesn't do anything. Completely fire. Completely, completely yeah. That and then cut out the girlfriend stuff, and just have it. Bart abandons his friend. That's it. You simplify, man. You know that's all it is. I don't think this episode is broken. I don't. I think it's just not. It's not quite there. It's almost there. I'm upset at it, but I'm. I'm just upset today. I'm trying to divorce my. You know, sometimes you're in a bad mood, and everything looks worse than it actually is this episode it's like i try to like keep it like there there is no here the other thing matt okay here the positives there's no magic in this okay you know there's no like gem babies 
There's no parkour. That is fair. There's no like it's 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 like on that scale. It's it's down to earth and like it's humans doing human things for the most part. So there's that part of it too, where I like try and keep that stuff in mind. Like, is it good? No, no, it is not good. But it is not abysmal. Um, although that B plot, the B plot drags it down a lot. If the if this like this A plot, it's still muddled and messy. It's way better without this B plot, and it's awful. It's it's gross. Honestly, I hate the B plot. I don't think it's broken on that. I don't think so. I every single time I say that, I'm like, but maybe. Was <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We move on to our next segment. It's time for comments and news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Constant News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show to leave their thoughts and feelings about an episode, and I'll read it on air. Uh, first from Charles, the episode doesn't seem to know what it wants to do. One hand, it treats antidepressants as a source of dangerous drug that only serves as escapism. On the other hand, it treats what Lisa is going through as actual depression. It's a big difference between depression and narcissistic delusion, which is actually what Mona Lisa going to these suicidal funks, which she doesn't get her way. Someone proves to be better than her, or is, or is this episode over the state of the world is? Yes, not running from your problems is a good ASOP. You can't keep treating these antics as something to be coddled and not called out. Yeah, they don't know what they're saying with the B-plot, if anything. As for the Bart storyline, it's just another cruel twist, ending showing how he seems to be doomed to these abusive, self-destructive relationships. Finally, this episode introduces Shauna, which automatically makes it bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, Shauna's not that bad. Shauna, what, Matt, in this, Shauna is a nothing. Oh, in this, Shauna is terrible, yes, but Shauna eventually gets better. Better? Meaning she doesn't want to torture anyone better? Yeah, yeah. You, I, you're alone on your Shauna fandom. I, don't, I am not a. I don't. There's. I'm one, saying she is not one, the worst character. One decent, one decent Shauna episode does not make her a good character, man. Okay, that's the. I, the okay, I feel like that's. What, I'm saying she has potential. I mean, I'll give you that. She is a female character, which the Simpsons which generally the Simpsons don't is sorely do. lacking in good ones. Yes, up. yes, exactly. Um, from Derek. Jessica Lovejoy, with what little dialogue she had and time spent with her, we still come away feeling we know everything we need to know about this character. Not to mention she's voiced by a guest star, but rather than feel like gimmicky stunt casting, the guest star instead imbues the character with personality. Jenny is no one, a characterless character, characterless non-entity voiced by Anne Hathaway, because look, we got Anne Hathaway. Ever since season 13, these Bart gets a celebrity voice girlfriend episodes have been the most uninspired, insipid, lazy waste of time, and this is no different. Filled to the brim with unfunny jokes, nothing that it can even come close to probably misses his old glasses. A similarly vapid Lisa B plot is nothing to elevate this mundanity. Tell us what you really think, Derek. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, I'm. It makes me feel good because someone's. I, I'm all for the hate today. All right, give me all the hate uh, from Tim. Oh, where have you gone, Jessica Lovejoy? Another case of let's take a classic episode and do a poor imitation of it. Bland and lifeless, a quintessential offering from season 20. Not canon, shouldn't have been written, completely forgettable, although nothing is particularly offensive. Ep- number 382 is the prediction. We'll see. From JJ, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this episode is not bad. It's by no means remarkable, but it's inoffensive and somewhat charming, especially when Millis is on screen. Yes, Bart's new girlfriend is underdeveloped and forgettable. So much I've already forgotten her name. And the B-plot is not great, although it could have been worse. But just getting an episode which tells a coherent, grounded story is a welcome break from usual season 20 nonsense. And as usual, the less Homer, the better the episode. And I agree. Uh, from Dara. Sorry, guys. Shut it off after the line. Bart, you finally become the boy every mother dreams of. A girl. 
This is a family-friendly podcast, so I won't repeat what I said out loud, but as a trans woman, I'm legit shook at that comment. I want this episode to not not only shot out of the cannon, but torn apart, burned to ash, and never spoken of again. I mean, I don't think they meant that. I Like, it's bad. I don't know. I, I think I've just been so desensitized to all these, like, just bland, like, they don't say, they're not saying anything about lying. Like, are they saying that boys are just socialized to be rude monsters? Is that what they're saying? Basically, yeah. But the whole episode is not about that. Why say it? <sighs> now I'm getting angry again, Matt. Like, this is... I can't... Now maybe I want to go back and yell more. I'm just drinking Haterade today. Uh, that's it. Thank you, everyone who left a review. We appreciate you taking the time and watching these episodes with us. If you'd like to join a cavalcade of calamity, a parade of pain can support us on patreon at any level and you can leave a review next up Matt, it is time for the next segment it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow kbl kbbl is gonna give me something stupid man indeed they are now i'm just All right. now now i'm just like feeling nostalgic for like barkets and elephant um Listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite movie with a baby in it? And I hope you're ready, Matt, because people stretched this as far as they possibly could. Although, and God bless them. I kind of like it. Yeah, exactly. You take it away. All right. First up from Dara. I have two picks. Who framed Roger Rabbit because of baby Herman and that being the first baby I thought of for this question. But I also have to give the Simpsons movie some love because of the scene where Maggie breaks the bottle and threatens Mr. Teeny. Her image right there is the tattoo I have on my chest with a bottle pointed at my heart surgery scar. Dara, that is incredible. That sounds like the best tattoo I've ever heard of. <sighs> Why did you have to put this one first, Robbie? Because now everyone else is going to have to beat that. And I, I don't try. Think they can. I like to try with the. I, she starts strong and strong. Right? So all the answers yeah, are good. Okay, we fair. have we have very intelligent listeners and also uh, attractive, uh, uh, funny, <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. kind, loving. Con- yeah, everything. All right, moving on uh, from Derek. Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story. This was my first experience of Family Guy when I was a young puppet. It blew my mind. This maniacal baby and his talking dog going on an epic uh, adventure with time travel thrown into the mix. Safe to say I kind of turned my back on The Simpsons from this point on. The Fat and the Furious and other season 15 (laughs) gems that were repeated on TV at nauseum just weren't doing it for me anymore. I know this may not technically count as a movie. Even in a Family Guy episode, Lois says Fox has some nerve calling it a movie when it's really three episodes stitched together. But I first saw it in movie form, so I'm sticking by it. It's totally fair, Derek. Same way with all of the Star Wars stuff that they do, as well as Robot Chicken. I mean, that's just how some something do go. It's fine. It's a movie. Sure. Yeah. It, close enough. Uh, from Andy, uh, Baby Carlos in Hangover and Chestburster from Alien. <laughs> I mean, technically the Chestburster counts, I guess. It's a baby. Yeah, it hatches. It hatches. It hatches from an egg. That's a baby, right? I mean, I guess it has a chest instead of a human, but yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, from Tim, knocked up was satisfying on two fronts. It was very funny, yet managed to be inspiring, and to show the real this is this is me my commentary, not Tim's, and to show the real horror that is childbirth. In case you have been protected from that up until then, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it is real bad. Uh, from Matt, I will go with Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. The movie isn't that good, but you asked the question. Bon appetit, from Freddy. Oh dear. Uh, from Hat Wastecast. Okay, so weird answer. Alien. The face huggers are babies, right? More serious answer going through my list, maybe Labyrinth. Uh, so, yes, apparently the face huggers is, is a trend. Thank you for uh, getting that, Robbie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, from at Wendy12222. The Hangover. People really like the Hangover and the Baby, man. It's a cute. It's cute. It's a cute thing, you know, with the, the little, uh, the little uh, front baby, you know, and you know, kind of rough men doing stupid things with a baby around. It's you know, it's, it's a fun trope. People do like that, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, from at H Castle O nine. Not really a baby, but Big Daddy. It's one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, and I know that Frankenstein is really a toddler, but I don't care. One of the best. It's fine. You know, I've never actually seen Big Daddy. I take it from this I... this tweet that uh, the child is named Frankenstein. I mean, he, yeah, the. Uh, I mean, I should. I know Adam Sandler has a character name in that movie, but he's just Adam Sandler. Whatever, like get all his movies, he's just Adam Sandler. Um, he he's calls. Just Adam Sandler. He calls he, the Todd the the is it is an elder toddler. He's like five or something. Um, oh, okay, but he asks the kid what he wants to be called, and the kid goes, "Call me Frankenstein." So he calls him Frankenstein. It's cute, right. like Big Daddy. Yeah. It's in the tier two of Adam Sandler movies. Like you know, it's not the best of of the comedies, I should say. Um, I'm well, not gonna. Comedies, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not gonna compare uncut gems to big to to Big Daddy. But I mean, really, uncut gems is a comedy. Come on, what else could it be? Matt, it's not. It's not Matt, punch drug love or spanglish. Matt, uncut gems. If you are you laughing at uncut? Do you laugh at uncut gems? I have not seen uncut gems, but it looks so bizarre that I have it's to not, assume you can most of them laughed. It is not. No, not a funny movie. <laughs> It's not okay. a funny movie. Okay. I'm just saying of the Adam Sandler comedies, I, there's, you know, the tier one, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, obviously. Uh, and maybe some people put the Waterboy up there. I haven't haul about that. Eh, Waterboy is not as good as the I think Water. I think Waterboy used to be tier one for me when I was younger. And now it's tier two with Big Daddy. I think it's comparable. Big Daddy is tier two of the Adam Sandler comedies for me. It's worth well, watching. Where, where's Little Nicky fit in there? Little Nicky? Uh... <laughs> It's little Nikki. Hell, <laughs> little Nikki is terrible, but I like it because I'm a metalhead. So it has a lot of metal jokes in it, but it's a terrible movie. It's so bad, but it's better than the Netflix ones. That is true. My God, those yeah. are really bad. Yeah, it's better than like a uh, um grown ups or grown ups two. You know, it's better than those. It's better than uh, uh Don Cucino or whatever. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't want to know. <laughs> it's the one where he cross-dresses as his own sister with Al Pacino. Oh, God. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. It's real bad. Anyway. Yep. Moving on. Yep. Uh, Matt Hippie 200, train spotting. Although things don't go so well for that baby. Followed up by at 138-bit. Uh, train spotting, the part where the baby is very sad, but it's still a great movie. <laughs> Straight into it, to have a baby. Not that it was good for the baby. At Groshans, Kevin, bringing up baby. Wait, does it have to be a human baby? I think a leopard counts. It absolutely does. We're counting alien babies. A leopard baby counts too. That's right. Technically uh, a cub, is, but whatever. Yeah. At more saxophone, pet cemetery. Terrifying. All the uh, every like half the answers are like dark, like train spotting, face huggers, pet cemetery. <laughs> Uh, from finally from at yes it's Aaron I really I'm really happy to say raising Arizona for the second week in a row I'm hoping next week is for us to name our favorite John Goodman film why not Robbie what is your answer and I know I just ragged on people using dark answers but you know technically correct that movies with babies or baby thing baby adjacent things and I was racking my brain I'm like what's like I generally don't like movies with babies I think that's the thing I don't think babies 
help much to they don't add much to movies but no the best a baby is gonna become a guffin so i went full on board with darkness and i picked eraser head i didn't even know there was a baby in that um you haven't seen eraser head have you matt i have not no it's a it's a baby yeah it's okay (laughs) it's not a if anyone the people who've seen Eraserhead know what I'm talking about. They know exactly what I mean when I say, "Yeah, it's a baby." Uh, but if you should see Eraserhead, it's a, it's it's like 70 minutes long. It's the most bizarre thing you'll ever see in your life. It's about fatherhood. I mean, that's fair. But I have also seen Reaper, the genetic opera. No, so. no, 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 Matt. No, 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 no. That's that's like you know that 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 is very like it's very bold and in your face and yelling about how weird it is right eraserhead is just very quiet and weird and bizarre and sad and it doesn't but it's not very showy about it's just like man this movie's weird like it's just very like who is this man what is he doing why is this a black and white why it's just there's a there's a shot in eraserhead where a man closes a door and then the, then and then the next shot is when he opens the door and 7 years passed between the filming of those two two scenes between the filming wow that's yeah, crazy cuz uh, David Lynch ran out of money to make a movie oh well I, I have to imagine that happened a lot with David Lynch <laughs> i mean that can that's his first movie it's also my favorite david lynch movie um so i don't know what's your answer matt uh since we're allowed to go with uh non-human babies i'm gonna go with santa claus c-l-a-w-z about three kittens who save christmas are you kidding me Matt? is this what we're doing <laughs> yeah this is exactly what we're doing you ask about babies and movies i'm gonna go with a movie about three kittens who save christmas including a paranoid guy who's trying to track down santa for uh, a weird trauma that was inflicted on him as a kid and santa happens to be deathly allergic to peanuts is this a hallmark movie I don't think so. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is required viewing in this household every Christmas. You, you two are weirdos. I just, I don't think <laughs> we watch. You know, we watch, we watch like the Charlie Brown's Christmas special and White Christmas, and you, you're watching Santa Claus. We're watching Die Hard and Santa Claus. Die Hard is not Christmas. Die Hard's movie. one and two. It's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2 is terrible. Why would you watch Die Hard 2? <laughs> Die Hard is a great movie. The, the original bad. Die Hard is great. It's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2 is bad. It's just the same movie, but with a worse villain. It's just, I don't, okay. It's at an airport. I don't want to watch movies set at the airport except for the Tom Hanks classic, The Terminal. The Tom Hanks classic, The Terminal. I just want, no one has ever said those words before. (laughs) Every single podcast, Matt, that is what I set out to do for us to say new sentences. (laughs) We do it quite a lot. We can move on. We can, well, it's okay. Next week's question, it's obviously, what is your favorite Anne Hathaway movie? No, John Goodman. I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, I don't think Anne Hathaway is in Raising Arizona. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, But she's in a lot of great movies. What is your favorite? Uh, post this question on our social media twitter at simpsonsjoepod emails at simpsonsjoepod at gmail.com and you can reach and and you can also answer the question on patreon patreon.com slash the simpson show next up it is time once again for the new google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt 
I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where men and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, win easy, win medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. <sighs> Matt, I need you to lose this year, this season, okay? <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay. Matt has a two-point lead on me. I need him to give me very easy questions and for him to throw... These questions are hard, but I still... You need to not answer them correctly. That's my... Okay, wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh-huh, nudge, sure, nudge, sure. I, say I'll, no more. I will do my best. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh-huh. You ready for an easy question? Ready. In Bart's Girlfriend, who is Bart's girlfriend? Uh, I, I believe it'd be Jessica Lovejoy. That'd be correct. You're correct, Matt. All right. All right, your easy question. What former vampire slayer guest stars as Gina Vendetti in The Wandering Juvie? I do appreciate the, 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 the Jeopardy-style hint. Within hidden within the question. <laughs> well, I want to make sure you knew. I would have not. I would have not gotten it correct if you didn't do it, Sarah Michelle Geller. You are correct. <laughs> if you hadn't given me that, there was no way I would have gotten that right. I would have just guessed and probably been wrong. Your medium question, Matt. What is Jessica Lovejoy's IQ? Her IQ. Uh, oh yeah, she's got it all. A hundred and eight IQ. Matt, what did I just say? <laughs> What did I literally, what did I just say? I literally just told you what to do and you disobeyed. You're supposed to go, oh, it's. And her hair smells like red fruit loops. I mean, I, how, like, I, I, this is a legitimate question. I, oh, not even a question, really. I think this is just, I think if they had a Fruity Pebbles cologne, I would wear it. Well, yeah, Fruity Pebbles, uh, I mean, I personally, this is going to be a controversy, I think Fruit Loops smells better than Fruity Pebbles, but it's a very close, uh, you know, competition. I mean, it's both like chemical fruit smells, you know, like they're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, my wife hates, hates the smell. She thinks it's disgusting. Really? Uh, Okay. That's, well, yes, you're correct. 108 is the right answer, even though you clearly didn't follow what I just said. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, in this episode, what does uh, it say on Chief Wiggum's badge when Bart gets caught on a prank? I uh, I don't know. I have no idea, Matt. Nothing. Got zero answers. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You making this question uh, up? I'm pretty sure. No, no. Uh, Bart gets caught. Like the the opening of this episode is Bart uh, putting together a fake wedding uh, and then wandering off with all of the gifts, and Chief Wiggum catches him. And uh, you know when Bart tries to wiggle his way out, Wiggum taps his badge, and it says, cash bribes only. Oh, Matt, like, there's... There's a zero percent chance I got that question right, and in all, it's uh, you know the Doctor Strange and you know sixteen million possible uh-huh. universes. I get it right in zero of them. Okay, there's just there's not even one. Okay, all your right, right. your hard question, Matt. The Church Bulletin Board reads: Evil women in history. From who to who? Oh God, I want to say it's like from Ruth to Hillary Clinton. You 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 got the you have the pattern right. But both of those answers are correct. Oh, it is dang. it is Jezebel to Janet Reno. Yeah, Janet Reno. Oh, that's right. That was that was too early for Hillary. Well, I no, mean, it was, it was certainly not too early for Hillary. But they I, they went with the, the Hillary hate wasn't quite as strong back then. Yeah, oh, damn Jezebel. I should have got. They went they went with alliteration. They're just like Jezebel yeah. to blank. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's the quality of the golden years jokes. They would have taken the time to get the alliteration correct. Anyway, uh, your hard question. 
Uh, as I said earlier, the beginning of this episode, the Wandering Juvie starts with Bart registering for a fake wedding. What is the fake bride's name? I I, I can't, Matt. Like I like, who do you think I am? I feel like you have, you have <laughs> again. There is just I don't Matt. You could be making this up. I don't remember that episode. Okay, I remember. I remember what uh, her face, Regina, right? I remember what she looks like. Remember character design? Uh, and that's it. I don't remember anything else in the episode. Literally nothing. So you tell me. Uh, it is a lot of cooties. The bride's name is a lot of cooties. Just a lot of cooties. Not oh, a lot of cooties. oh, excuse me. Lotta. <laughs> like, that's a lady's name, Lotta? Well, I mean, it's fake. He makes it up when he registers for the fake wedding. Yeah, I think. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you explaining a joke to me. Um, I'm. This is obvious. Yes, Matt furthers his lead, even though I explicitly told him not to. Now he has a four. <laughs> Sorry, now yeah. he has a four point lead on me, which I really. It's that's we have like there's like four episodes left in this season, Matt. There's just no chance I have to catch up with you. It's just not going to happen. Um. It's fine. I'll lose. It's fine. I'm used to it. Uh, that's all I have in my life is loss. That's what I say, man. All right. That's it for trivia. We can move on to our last second. So I'm going to end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I don't know. I don't know where to put this dang thing. I let me it's so see. Weird because like you said, the episode's not broken, so it's like ugh, it's not broken, what? but it's bad. Um, uh, it's gonna go. I think it's like in the three sixties or three seventies somewhere. I think probably three sixties. I think that's where we. I that's where we start, man. I say we start looking at the three sixties, and okay, okay, and then move around in there. It might go a little higher. It might go a little lower. Um, probably higher. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at, at a lot of these, and yeah, I think we're going higher because we've got Homerazzi is 363, where Homer comes to pops or paparazzi. We've got the Revenge Anthology episode uh, right above that. We've got Please Homer Don't Hammer Him, where uh, Marge is a great carpenter and Homer has to pretend like it's him. Right above that is Mommy Beerist, and honestly, this episode's bad, but I would probably rather watch this one than all those again. The hard part is trying to figure out what some of these episodes are. <laughs> trying to remember. Um, well, well, okay. Well, here. 354 is Simpsons Christmas Stories. Is this better or worse than Simpsons Christmas Stories? Oh, God. Honestly, I really didn't like Simpsons Christmas Stories, so I would probably say this is better, but that's a very... I need a refresher. Kind of I need a refresher on the entirety of Simpsons Christmas Stories, because all I remember from it is his grandpa living with like with raccoons. Like, that's grandpa... Oh, God. That's grandpa with like the World War II Santa Claus story. Oh, no. And then we get the the weird nativity nativity story and then the nutcracker but it's just the nutcracker yeah i think <sighs> this pains me to put this higher than that though um homer's paternity coot with mason fairbanks no thank you jazzy and the pussycats what's jazzy and the pussycats man why can't i remember that jazzy and the pussycats isn't it i don't remember no. where you, i literally don't 
here. That's uh, that's not the one where Bart does jazz and Lisa hates it, right? Yes, that's the one. That is the one. Oh, okay. It's this is better than that. Ugh, I think. I think this is better than that. Just a little bit. Yeah, I think it is. But Millhouse of Sand and Fog. I think we're getting closer. Um. Millhouse of Saint and Fog is the one that starts out with Mil- uh, a Kirk and Luann episode that turns into a Homer and Marge episode. I think it's this. I think that. I think that's better. I think if we found the spot, I think Millhouse of Saint and Fog is better than this. I I would agree. I think it, it suffers from a similar problem where it like you're not sure what it's about, um, but it is relatively grounded. Um, I think the B plot in this is worse. I don't remember if there's a B plot in Millhouse of Saint and Fog, but it surely is not. Does not involve. Lisa taking pills that make her see smiley faces. Um, so I think that's where we will, uh, this goes. I think it's between Millhouse of Santa Fog and Jazzy and the Pussycats. So, I'm totally okay with that. God, good. I hate the title. I just hate the title. And they don't use the Oscar comma. Use the... Why? How dare they? I have strong feelings about it. Okay, Matt? You should always use the Oscar comma, okay? It's never... Always, always 100%. It's never... No one is ever going to be upset that you're more cl- clear about something, okay? More clarity is literally never a problem in writing. I don't – and people who argue otherwise are I, – I, I, I can't tr- – you can't trust them. The people who argue like, oh, this should be more vague. I'm like, why? Why would you want your writing to be less clear? <sighs> so I think it's just a fundamental disconnect I have with a lot of literature in general. Um, so that's – the Good, The Sad, and The Drugly, number 351 on our list. A new number 160 in our post-Golden Years ranking. Not, it's, I think that's a nice representative spot for it where it's bad, but it's not so bad, I guess. I don't know anymore. I don't know how I feel about anything. We're not done with this yet. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. I, I, why? What's in? What's in this that we need? <sighs> Nothing, as far as I can tell. There's, it's just like, why, why bother? Yeah, there's not. This does. This is completely unnecessary. It may not be broken, but I sure as hell can still fire the cannon. Bye, goodbye forever. The good, the sad, the druggly. Um, you're you're gone forever. Um, we're not done. We're gonna work. Our, we're working our way from the top of the list down, so that sooner or later we'll have all of the the, the episodes firmly in one basket or the other. Uh, our let's see. Today we are at number one ten as we work our way down from the top of the list at Colonel Homer. Yes, Lurleen. yes. Can I say yes harder? Lurleen. Colonel Homer. Yeah, of course. Of course, Colonel Homer's in there. Uh, kind of, you know, you know, they, there's a handful of these Homer is tempted by a woman episodes. Uh, but Lurleen is played is, is, is wonderful. Homer is great in it. It's funny. It's a good episode. I don't think anyone disputes that. So, yes, of course, it's in the canon. Who's arguing otherwise? Indeed. Monsters. Um, you can find this list, best episode ever list on our website, which is simply the show.com, which has links to everything we do, uh, and links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, go there. 
support us. Even $1 a month helps us greatly. We appreciate everyone who supports us there. And you get access to a bunch of bonus podcasts, a bunch of bonus content. Uh, appreciate everyone who supports us. Our next episode, Matt, next week. We do only have four episodes left in season 20. Our next episode is oh Father Knows Worst. Homer Becomes a Helicopter oh. Parent is the is the episode. So kind of like the other times Homer has fallen ass backwards into being a good father. We appreciate your half-assed underparenting versus your half-assed overparenting. <laughs> but I'm using my whole ass. That's I think that's well, yeah. The, the subplot: Marge discovers a sauna in the basement. <laughs> this is like a joke. What? That's the sub. The B plot is Marge finds a sauna. That's the. It's like a joke. That's what we're doing here. All right. That's next time. Can't wait. Uh, that's. I'm sure there'll be. I'm. Who knows? Maybe it is good. I don't even know anymore. Um, Dan Castellano won an Emmy for his work as Homer in this episode. So maybe it's, I'm shocked. I'm sure it's maybe it's good. Uh, that's next time. You can watch along with us, listen, and appreciate all the things. What I don't words anymore. It's late. Matt made me record late at night, and now I'm tired, boy. Um, oh, I'm always a tired boy. That's my secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'll do it. Before you go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, and my website is robbydorman.com has links to everything I do, including where places to purchase all of my novels. Please go buy them. My newest is called Killer Hockey Mascot. Although if you look, my I'm currently putting my next novel into the storefronts right now. Maybe it'll be up by the time you listen to this. So it's called The Other. It's a little sneak preview for you guys. You can pre-order that. Uh, you should, because it's a great book. It's also dark and depressing. And- upsetting just what you need for halloween perfect um but yeah go buy all my books or they're they're they cost five dollars if you want the kindle uh, or for read them for free with kindle unlimited so you should go do that leave me a nice review and i love it forever matt does not participate in social media you will not find him that is true i spend all of my time trying to get kittens adopted and they keep fighting me on that because they don't want to eat but i do my best anyway uh, really, we have a whole team behind the scenes here at Kitten Turns Inc. Uh, that gets them ready for the workforce where they one day be promoted and do junior management. If you'd like to see these adorable in the Kitten Turns, you can check them out at Kitten Turns on Instagram, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can see just how incredibly adorable they are. And if you live in the Central Florida area, you can pick up a little junior management uh, trainee for yourself. Uh, one day, they'll be running your entire household while you sit back and relax. Or if you're like most of us, you are their employees. I I endorse everything Matt just said. You should do everything he just <laughs> said to do. You should do all that stuff. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch that. Shh.